Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Everybody, huddle up! Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN. With former Badger and NFL punter Brad Nortman. And Nortman is a fake! Great call and great execution! Not a Hawkeye in sight! Here's Alex Strofe. Oh yeah, hour two of the Great Dane Huddle waking you up this morning. Thanks so much for waking up with us. Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday thus far. I'm Alex Strofe, former NFL punter Brad Nortman with me, live from the ESPN Madison studio, asking you this morning, what's one word to describe your feelings about the Aaron Rodgers saga coming to an end finally? You've slept on the news that Aaron Rodgers intends to play for the Jets in 2023? What's one word to describe how you're feeling? Text it in, 844-770-3776. That's 844-770-ESPN. Tweet it in, at ESPN Madison. We've got that up on Twitter. We've also got a poll up on Twitter, uh, continuing our conversation this morning. Do you trust the Packers' front office? Right now, 57% of you swayed a little bit in the break. Say no. I do not trust the Packers' front office. Austin chimes in on Twitter, says, hell no. Think they're dishonest and slimy. Mm. Dishonest and slimy. I mean, that's a diss, man. Right? Like, what's something you don't want to be called? Slimy is one of those words you do not want to be called. Yeah. That hurts. It hits different. It hits different, indeed. Uh, so, Brad, I, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into Aaron Rodgers talking about how he was feeling going into the darkness retreat. Right? He said something along the lines of, of there was a night, I was thinking 90% retire, 10% play. Um, let's hear from Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show on that yesterday. And when I got back to that little uh, shack they have where there's a you know one bar of Wi-Fi, I got back to the, you know hundreds of text messages and emails and all different things. Um, I realized that there'd been a little bit of a shift, um, and that, that uh, I heard from multiple uh, people that I trust uh, around the league, players mostly, um, that that there was some shopping going on that that, uh, that they were interested in actually moving me. At this point, you know, I, I got to admit, I went in the darkness, ninety percent retiring, ten percent playing. That's where my, my mind was. My mind was, I'm, I'm tired of this. I hadn't got back into my workouts yet. And I thought that that was what was best for me. Yeah, so here's the thing. All right, there's a couple angles of this that I want to dive into, Brad. And we talked about, uh, you know, about a half an hour ago, if you're just joining us. We talked about the half of, you know, do you think Aaron Rodgers told the Packers this? I don't. I think you're in agreement with me on that. Yes. So, I don't know how, I mean, honestly... I'd never do this. I've rarely done this, but I'll do it right here. You got to give Brian Gutekunst credit because if that's what Rodgers was thinking and the only reason he's playing, which is what he made it sound like in that clip from the Pat McAfee show yesterday, is Brian Gutekunst shopping Aaron Rodgers has made him want to play. And if Brian Gutekunst wasn't shopping Aaron Rodgers, he wouldn't be getting any compensation for him. So that, that, that adds a new layer in my opinion, to the compensation debate that we've been having the last few days. I, I don't think the Packers are going to get a first-round pick. I, I'm pretty adamant in that thought. Um, it doesn't seem like the Jets are willing to part with that number 13 overall pick that they have this year, and I doubt they'd be willing to do it next year because they're going to 
likely need a quarterback next year, right? If Aaron Rodgers only plays for them one season. I think the most you're getting for him is a second-round pick, but I think it's more likely a third and maybe a conditional fourth next year. It's going to be mid-round picks, I think. And so, regardless, Brian Gutekunst is getting something out of Aaron Rodgers this year rather than nothing if, if he had just retired. So, I don't know that Goody knew Rodgers' hunch of 90%, but uh, it's still kind of an interesting angle we didn't realize until yesterday. Well, and that's what Rodgers beat up the front office about was, hey, if you're thinking about moving on from me and wanting to shop me around, just be honest with me and tell me that when we had those meetings to end the season. You could say the same thing about Aaron, though. Do you, did Aaron tell them? Was he direct and honest with them up from the front, being like, hey, guys, you know, it's not like... Packers told Rodgers, hey, we're looking to move on and we're going to shop you around. In the same vein, Rodgers didn't tell them, hey, I'm leaning toward retirement. Because if Rodgers would have said, guys, I'm leaning toward retirement going into the offseason, do you think they would have massaged that into him? They're like, you know what, Rod, you're right. You have nothing to prove. Do you think they would to save face, right? Yeah, a little bit, right? And, and, you know, if we could just revisit the timeline quick. And I heard Rob Domofsky was on uh, with with our guys last night during our extended Packers coverage from 7 to 10. It was Greg Matzik, Gary Ellerson, and Ben Brust on last night. Rob Domofsky, of course, does a great job for ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com, covering the Packers. Um, And, and, you know, he said, you know, you look back, right? The bye week uh, in early December, Brian Gutekunst was asked if he wants Aaron Rodgers back next year. And he said yes. Aaron Rodgers then a month later, after the season-ending loss to Detroit, was asked if he wanted to be back. And he said, he used the term mutual desire. There needs to be mutual desire. And then Brian Gutekunst later that week had a press conference, and he was less than noncommittal, right? He, he, you know, he mentioned how great of a player he was, but he didn't directly say, yes, we'd love to have him back. It was more of a kind of a noncommittal thing. And as we've continued to go down this timeline, we find out Aaron Rodgers was leaning 90% retirement. We find out about two and a half weeks ago at this point, Brian Gutekunst, again, noncommittal at the NFL Combine when it comes to the team's future with Aaron Rodgers. Then this all comes to a head six days ago at the Rest Center in Green Bay when the guy that should be muzzled, Mark Murphy, speaks on the WIAA statewide network and says, yeah, we'd welcome him back if things don't work out the way we want them to. So that was as clear as day last Friday. We've known for six days now the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay is over because the the team president and CEO goes on statewide television and utters off the phrase, yeah, we'd welcome them back if things don't work out the way we want them to. If the the way we don't want things to work out is Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay. How idiotic is that? I'm still not over that six days removed. But that is where you knew where the current state of affairs was. The Aaron Rodgers era was over. And we find out yesterday that indeed that is the fact. But Aaron Rodgers has been tricked into playing by by Brian Gutekunst going out and shopping him. If you haven't heard the comments already, I want, and if you have, we need to listen to this again together because it's almost unbelievable that the CEO and president of the Green Bay Packers went on statewide television and uttered these words. 
Is there a scenario where Aaron is still the starting quarterback of the Packers next season? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, unless if things don't work out uh, uh, the way we would want them, yeah. We'd, uh, he's obviously a great player and, uh, you know, four-time MVP. <laughs> obviously. And, uh, but, you know, I think it's, you know, trying to find, uh, you know, what, what he wants and what we want, and uh, hopefully we can find a win-win situation. And that was really the first time when I heard Mark Murphy. And, and I started the campaign six days ago. Muzzle Murphy. Don't physically put a muzzle on him, but just keep microphones away from him if you're the Packers PR team. Uh, that That is the point I realized, and it was kind of expected with Aaron Rodgers, but that solidified it for me. There's no chance this will be an amicable split-up, right? This will not be a good breakup. Aaron Rodgers yesterday refused to mention Brian Gutekunst or Mark Murphy. But he talked a lot about Ted Thompson, his guy, right? Who drafted him, the, the general manager of the Green Bay, the late general manager of the Green Bay Packers. He talked about Ron Wolf. Talked about all these guys that have that have laid the foundation for Green Bay as an organization. But he refused to mention those guys. And when Aaron Rodgers and that deal is officially done, Aaron Rodgers is officially no longer a Green Bay Packer. I can't imagine what he's going to spit on McAfee. It ain't going to be pretty. There's no way this is going to be an amicable split up. And maybe like they did with Favre, they'll make it up. They'll sell out Lambeau Field. They'll retire his jersey. They'll induct him into the Packers Hall of Fame. But when Mark Murphy said, yeah, things don't work out the way we want them, we'll welcome Aaron back. It's just idiotic to me. I'm still blown away by that. Do you think after he said that, a minute passed, and he went, ah, I shouldn't have said that. No, because he doubled down, Brad. He did another interview. With Adriana Torres, who works for Channel 2 up in Green Bay, WBAY. And he doubled down on it. So maybe like 10 minutes, yeah. but not one minute. And, I mean, it is, it is unbelievable that that occurred. It's a great day in Huddle. 844-770-3776 is your way into the show. That's the ESPN Madison talk and text line. We're asking you, what's the one word to describe your feelings? Christian Maddox, Wash Water, thanks for waking up with us. He says he's feeling giddy. He's, he's feeling good, man. Uh, and Brad Nortman, you're feeling optimistic. I, w- I want to just rehash that for anybody that's just joining us. Why are you feeling optimistic one day removed from the Aaron Rodgers finalization, essentially, of, yeah, it's it's really over? Well, initially, as I described, I as we started the show, talked about I felt a bit depressed, a bit bummed, sad with the with how everything went because it's a it's another movie. It's another movie script that we saw that does not go according to how your expectation was. It's not the storybook ending we all yearn for and all want. And we don't want to see a franchise quarterback, a face of the franchise, and the team split in ways that leaves you kind of unsatisfied, where there's there's negative emotions and pointing fingers. And so I just kind of felt bummed yesterday. That was just another chapter in the same book of of a movie script that just doesn't end well, doesn't end how you want it to end. But today, as I let those go through, you wake up the next morning. And you know what? This is Roger's opportunity to then put his stamp on a new team, which he's going to try to do. I'm so curious how that's going to turn out. And for the Green Bay Packers, it's an inevitable turn of the page, which is exciting. We finally get to see what Jordan Love is. We finally get to see how, how they want to build this thing, right? This new front office, you know, they inherited Rodgers and they're trying to build a team around Rodgers and complement his style and the way he plays the last five years. And you can tell that they've started to shift that a little bit, right? Let's focus on defense. Let's focus on getting running backs and running the ball, balanced offenses. We're not just going to be a run them and gun them and then hope Rodgers can outscore teams. So I'm just curious to see how this all changes. And I am optimistic. I am leaning towards someone that, Maybe not put full trust, 
but I think the, the Packers front office knows what they're doing. And, and I, have, I have some optimism. If I didn't hear one good thing about Jordan Love this last year, I would be concerned, which is why I think they gave Rodgers the extension anyway. But over the last eight you're, months... You're 10 good things. The 10 snaps he played against Philadelphia. Those sure. are the 10 good things. Right, but there's, but there's discussion <laughs> of, of guys, of you know teammates and the front office guys that say, look, he's come around a long way. That's true. And so will he be a Hall of Famer, like you said? Odds are he will not be. But can he be a capable quarterback that can execute an offense that can win ball games? Sure, absolutely, and I'm I'm excited to see what that looks like. I am too. Right, it's a new era, which is exciting. Right, objectively, it's exciting that there's a new era in Green Bay. It is right, and it's no disrespect at all. Right, I call them the greatest Packer ever, Aaron Rodgers. It's no it's no slight to Rodgers, because honestly, I'd rather see Rodgers next year than Love. But we now know that won't be the case. So there is an exciting factor to the turning of the page. Um. But is it a little unsettling? Yeah. Is it a little nerve-wracking? Of course. Fingernail biting? Yes. But you hope for the best. You're a Packers fan before you're a Rodgers fan, as I assume most of us are, right? So you see what's next. You get excited about it, and you hope for the best. And the other thing is, you know, if there's any truth to the fact that he was leaning toward retirement earlier in the offseason, in my experience, when a guy starts talking about retirement – that idea is rooted there. So when things get hard, when it's easy to roll your eyes, when it's hard to put in the hard work and the, and the challenges that inevitably come up, the default is going to be, why am I doing this? I should just retire. I'm going to retire next season. Once it's is like that inception. Yeah, that's right. Once is that right idea moment. has taken root, it, that dictates a lot of how you experience things and how you see things. I think that's one of the things about Tom Brady, while he was so resilient, is because he just – it never even entered the equation. Dude just wanted to keep playing. For Rodgers, and even Favre, all those years of going back and forth of retirement, I think it, it changes how you do things. The grind feels different, right? Once as you start entertaining that thought. So for the Packers, I, I just think that, look, you, we had our time with Rodgers. You had it, and, and you tried to maximize it. I think we did. More Super Bowls would have been nice for sure, but you can't argue with how incredible he has been and, and just the relevance the team has had. So we've had our time. And what are we going to do? Hold on to him for another year or two to try to win a Super Bowl? I just don't see that happening. And clearly he didn't either if he wanted to retire. So it's just time. And, that, and, and with that changing of the guard and creation of something new, it's exciting. I'm optimistic. I, I appreciate the optimism because I, I'm not feeling that way yet. I'm hoping come August, I'm certainly feeling that way. Four burning questions when it comes to the Aaron Rodgers saga. We'll dive into four of those next as we play some NFL quick hits. It's the Great Dane Huddle. Thanks for waking up with us this morning. We roll on right after this here on ESPN Madison. Reaction to the football weekend continues. This is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Thursday morning, Alex Strofe, Brad Nortman hanging out with you from the ESPN Madison studio reacting to Aaron Rodgers saying he intends to play for the New York Jets. 
in 2023. How are you feeling this morning? Give us one word to describe your feelings. Also asking you if you trust the Packers front office. We've got that poll out on Twitter at ESPN Madison. You can also chime in on Facebook at ESPN Madison. We'll read some of your responses here in just a little bit. But there are four burning questions surrounding the Aaron Rodgers saga that Hunter Vaughn, our producer extraordinaire, has come up with this morning. It's time to play a little quick hits. Who stood out? Who stunk it up? What, what, what do you mean I stink? You stink. Why don't you go take a shower? Let's go around the league. This is Quick Hit. Now, Brad, because you haven't played this game with me as the host, I like to ask a lot of either-or questions. So we're going to go a little bit back in time to start with these first three downs. First down. Which would you rather have seen happen with the departure of Aaron Rodgers? A trade in 2018 where the Packers get three firsts and a second, or trade him now, maybe you get a first or a second for him? I don't think you're getting a first. Um, but 2018, I don't know about that. I think I'd rather tra- rather trade him now, right? I, I, because I, you're trading him what then? I mean, three or four years too early in 2018. Um, I'd go, I'd go now, probably. I mean, obviously it's less compensation, but we had some really fun years between 2019 and, and 2020 uh, through 2021, right? Last year wasn't that fun. The end of the year was fun, but yeah, now. I would say now as well. That seems way too early to get rid of him. I, I just really quick looked up. Who the because my question would be, well, who's the quarterback? Like, what quarterback would you take in that 2018 draft to potentially replace him if you get three of them and continue to build a roster? Nothing really. First overall was Baker Mayfield. Um, you had Josh Allen, which is a good one, but you also had Josh Rosen. So I think there was only one true quarterback that was a superstar. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I guess, is too at the end. So assuming you got Josh Allen, sign me up, but the, oh. the odds are you probably will not. And therefore, I would say the last four or five years was definitely worth it to go on those rides. It's too bad they couldn't win a Super Bowl. But, yeah. I mean, wow. Those are fun years. No doubt about it. A lot of, a lot of fun. Second down. Sticking with the NFL draft. I thought oh a very key draft with these last few years for the Packers was 2019. We talked about the Packers took 12th overall Rashawn Gary. 21st overall, yeah. they took Darnell Savage. Yeah, that's not looking So, bad. on second down. Would you rather they had taken it with 12th overall, Rashawn Gary, or tight end Noah Fant? Brad? Oh. I would go with Noah Fant. I know Tunyon was showing some some sparks, right, to be a, a, a really quality tight end. I think the tight end in this in this world, in this offensive world and, and NFL that we live in, can be super valuable. I'd love to see how that they would use him. And, and, and that's got to be one of the things on the short list for our, the current front office to help solve. So I think to put in a capable tight end there, well, I think Rodgers would like that. And I think that would help Love going forward. So give me the tight end. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I don't know. I'm not with you. Excuse me. Rashawn Gary, I think he's incredible. Um, I, I, I lean Gary. I think he's been really solid. Obviously, unfortunately, he tore his ACL last year, but he was, I mean, he until the final week of the season, he was uh, he was leading the team in sacks, and he had missed half the season. So, Rashawn Gary, in my opinion, I think he's a home run pick. I think debatably, he's 
Uh, Goody's best draft pick. Well, Jair Alexander was his first draft pick. That's probably his best one. But I'd say Rashawn Gary is his second best pick uh, through, what, five drafts now? So I, I would stick with Gary as, as much as I like Noah Fant. But like guys like Dawson Knox were available in the fourth round of that draft. So, um, meh. I don't know. Tight end is, is certainly a position the Packers have lacked, by all means. 2020, Tunyon was great. But I don't know. I, I still lean Gary because the defense was so bad for so many years. Third down. Now with the 21st pick, mentioned Darnell Savage. I know, Stroff, <laughs> you're a huge fan of his. So That's an overstatement. Would you yeah. uh, rather have Darnell Savage at 21 overall? Anybody else. Go ahead. Marquise Brown. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give yeah, me Brown. Yeah, easy one. Give me Brown. Yeah, I figured, but I wanted to just go through that. We understand. We understand, right? Christian Watson was almost the first-round pick. I think it was 34th overall, but just barely into the second round. The Packers have not drafted a wide receiver in the first round of the NFL draft since Javon Walker. Mm, dog. As much That was like one of the first Packers jerseys I owned. Um, but Javon Walker was the last first-round wide receiver the Packers selected. How fun would it be if here in 2022, <laughs> the 15th overall pick, the Packers go wide receiver? Fourth down. You read my mind. Of course so I did. So, fourth down, which of these would be worse? <laughs> With the 15th pick like of the 2023 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Jackson Smith in Jigba from the Ohio State University. Yep. Or... Your Super Bowl 58 champions, oh, the no. New York Jets. Is it Super Bowl 58 already? I think so. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You played in what? Super Bowl 50? 50. Wow, that's well, crazy. Wow, you're yeah. old. I know. Don't remind me. Wow. I'm aging quickly. Yeah, no kidding. Um, way more painful if Rodgers goes and wins the Super Bowl. I wish him nothing but the best, right? I hope he goes out and wins MVP. I hope the Jets go 17-0 as long as they don't win the Super Bowl. Scratch that. As long as they don't get to the Super Bowl. I I could not, I, I would not forgive Brian Gutekunst. I can forgive him if Rodgers goes and you know goes ten and seven, makes the playoffs, wins a wild card game, wins the MVP. We can forgive him. If Aaron Rodgers rattles off a Super Bowl run, oh boy, I don't know how I, I would have to take a week off. <laughs> I would I would not be able to come in the Monday after the Super That's Bowl. That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely um, it would be to perform like that. <laughs> it would be really funny if the Packers took a wide receiver in the first round. I think it's unlikely that happens uh, just because of the stat I just stated, right? Javon Walker being the last one. But it would be way more painful to go see Rodgers win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think either will happen because I think you know Packers just drafted Watson. And I think um, the Jets drafted in their first round last year as well. But um, a receiver. I just think it would be so funny to have the Packers draft a wide receiver with their pick and and have him be a great connection with Love. That would just be so ironic, so funny. Uh, not that it would be anything spiteful or negative, but darn it, I would just get a good laugh out of that. And I'd love a good laugh. I love a good laugh as well. Ha, ha, ha. We need to review your responses, as you can continue to send them in. 844-770-3776 is the ESPN Madison Talk and Text Line. Do you trust the Packers' front office? A lot of people chiming in on that question. We'll review the poll. We'll review your responses. Me and Brad will respond to that question as we continue. 
This is a special Thursday morning edition of the Great Dane Huddle here on ESPN Madison. Of course, brought to you by our friends at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Four locations in the Madison area. We have one right here, downtown Madison. There's one in Fitchburg. There's one on the east side of Madison. There's one in the Hilldale area of Madison. Great beer. Great food. Great vibe. Great atmosphere. Great time. The games are starting up this afternoon. Go see them at one of the four locations. Go to greatdanepub.com, find the specials, find the pub nearest to you, and make the right decision. We'll be out in Fitchburg Monday night, 6 to 7 p.m. Brad and I will be. So come out, join us, Fitchburg, this upcoming Monday, out at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Fitchburg, or just go hang out at one of the four locations. Greatdanepub.com is the website to find the pub nearest you. Do you trust the Packers front office? Next, it's the Great Dane Huddle. The Great Dane Huddle continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. You've been cheating on, cheating on me. I've been cheating on, cheating on you. You've been cheating on me. But I've been cheating through this life. The Great Dane Huddle rolling out live. A special Thursday morning edition here on ESPN Madison. I'm Alex Strope alongside former NFL punter, former Badger, the great Brad Nortman with me. Hunter Vaughn, Maddie Hayes helping us run the show this morning. What are you pointing at? I just Schefter was on TV talking about Rodgers, and I was. Well, they've been talking about him about all morning. On I know, but it was right? Schefter, and it was just—it's funny every time I see. Yeah, him. no, no doubt. So what Hunter's referring to there is yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, Aaron Rodgers went on and sa- said Adam Schefter of ESPN, the NFL Insider, texted him, um, and Rodgers responded to tell him lose lose my number, and Schefter then went ahead and tweeted the screenshot of the text message. Rodgers said, and I quote, "Lose my number, nice try though." I mean, that's an incredible exchange. It's unbelievable. I mean, like, I was trying to think of, you know, what's the craziest text I've ever received. It's nothing compared to that. Imagine Aaron Rodgers texting you, lose my number. Have you, Brad, you're way too damn nice to ever tell anybody to lose your number, right? No, I couldn't. If, if, if I wasn't interested in talking to someone, which doesn't usually happen, if it does, it'd be a, be, it'd be a more tactful and kind way to do it. I, you know, we were watching this yesterday. And, uh, you know, that came out that he said that. And then, you know, Schefter screenshot yeah. it. It's different when it hits you when you see it. And even, you know, I was working from home yesterday, and, and I was like, even Lexi and I was, Lexi was like, that's scary. Like, that's a scary response. Can you imagine someone saying that's about as harsh as you could possibly do? I'd rather be ghosted than someone say, I lose agree. my number. I agree, right? What's, what's your favorite way to tell somebody to buzz off? Let us know, 844-770-3776. It's the ESPN Madison talk and text line. What's your favorite way to tell somebody to buzz off? Let's ask that this morning as Aaron Rodgers tells Adam Schefter to, uh, to lose his number. Also asking you this morning, if, ask, asking you if you trust the Packers' front office, right? I mean, uh, after all these moves and all the question marks and the Jordan Love draft pick and now letting Aaron Rodgers go to the New York Jets, we assume. We don't know when that deal will be made finalized. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers saying yesterday he intends to play for the New York Jets. Let's dive through some of those responses. I lean more yes than no, but I, uh, I do have a hard time. Especially Mark Murphy, don't trust him. Goody, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt right now. I need to see what this team's able to do in 2023. Uh, but I lean more more yes than no with Goody. Uh, but obviously, I'm a big no when it comes to Mark Murphy, who thankfully only has two years left at the helm of the Green Bay Packers. On Facebook, 
Uh, let's read some of these responses. Lee chimes in, nope, some for the reasons Rodgers has said, the treatment of players, and some being for the lack of free agency moves. I just don't think there was a lot of communication from the top down. It feels like, from a fan perspective, that the front office feels like they need to be secretive about anything and everything. Which, Brad, I'll, I'll lean on your expertise and obviously your experience in the NFL. Um, how much communication is there from the general manager down to the player level? Is there, is there a lot, none at all? What's, what's that like? Almost none. It's a, it's a weird situation, right? Coaches and players interact and collaborate a lot. A lot. GM, he's just kind of there, right? He swoops in and swoops out watching practices and, and even scouts and, and all the player developers. You, you do not have a relation with them. I, I was lucky in a couple of the situations I was in where the GMs were actually fairly warm and you could have a conversation with them. But for the most part, it's very hands-off. You do not really talk to the GM. You don't really have conversations with them. It's very impersonal, and that allows them to be incredibly subjective and make the hard decisions. So I make it known that I'm a Cowboys fan. How do guys in the league take the Cowboys then with like Jerry Jones being ultra-involved? Well, the, the Cowboy situation is just a completely different animal. It's, it's not viewed... It's just viewed a little bit less buttoned up, I guess, because there's usually a hierarchy, right? You've got owner that makes large decisions, right? That's more, you know, 10,000 feet. And then the GM is really in the weeds of it, right? And making the hard decisions and not afraid of, you know, to be the bad guy. Because he has to be the bad guy quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, Hunter, I remember a few months back, you and I, when we were doing a show called The High Noon Hour uh, during the Packers great season. Show. Great show. Uh, R.I.P. We, we played a great game, uh, or not a great game, but we played a game one day, like going over the faces of the franchises throughout the NFL because we were worried, right? What's next if Aaron Rodgers is to leave the Packers? Who's the face of the franchise? Is it LaFleur? Is it Aaron Jones? Is it Jordan Love? And I think the only team in which, well, I know this for a fact, actually, the only team in which we decided the face of the franchise was either a general manager or an owner was Jerry Jones. It's just so different in Dallas than it is everywhere else, uh, you know, to Brad's point. So you're you're right. Uh, Jerry Jones is a nutcase, but, I I mean, he kind of knows how to build a team. Hasn't been able to build a champion. I guess I was just wondering, like, you know, is that something that players would rather have? Somebody that's right there with them, very so. active or very hands off. I think hands off is the way to do it. As long as as long as you sign me, keep me, pay me, just let me do my thing. I don't want to be messed with. Let, let, let coaches and the players do that. And not that Jerry Jones is less is looked at with less credibility by no means, but it is just different. It's almost comical, but because. He does things different in, in every way. He's very open about what he's thinking and what he thinks about players. Most. I mean, more than ninety percent of the teams out there, they are very secretive. They're not yeah. gonna they're not gonna tip their hand. They're not gonna tip their hand to players, to media. Even coaches oftentimes do not have a direct thread of what they're doing, the moves they're gonna make. The coaches are also oftentimes the one that find out after the fact. So they operate completely different. It's not unlike I mean, this is an incredible simplification of it, but Drafting a fantasy team, drafting a team on Madden. It's just like you were just like, I don't care about your feelings. I'm building a team and I'm trying to win. And like it's supposed to be impersonal. How about that? You are just like Brian Gutekunst. If you've ever drafted a team on Madden or did a fantasy football, that that is like just the, won the Super Bowl. That's Madden. the connection. There's way really there's no you. relationship. There's, yeah. there's no real relationship. No, that's fair. And yeah, it's probably the way it should be, right? But it's it's a business after all. So it is it is fascinating. A couple more. Uh, 
uh, comments on Facebook asking if you trust the Packers front office. Kyle chimes in and says, I trust them to put a competitive team on the field, but also know they are playing for next year before this year starts. They are unwilling to go all in when they have been so close to a title. And that's kind of the point I made earlier, right, is, is this team consistently refused to really make that power move, if you will, for Aaron Rodgers when they were so close. They did the one last ride with Devontae Adams and maybe needed one more weapon. They didn't go out and get one, right? They drafted Jordan Love instead. And then when you, when you think, yeah, we have the best quarterback and we have the best wide receiver in football in Green Bay, and now's the time to go all in. And what do they do a year ago tomorrow? They trade Devontae Adams to the Raiders. And Aaron Rodgers plays one more season. And who are the veteran wide receivers that the Packers brought in? Sammy Watkins, who didn't make it through the season. Amari Rodgers was one of the weapons. He didn't make it through the season with Green Bay. Uh, you mentioned Devin Funchess. I know you were joking earlier, Hunter, but that was one of the veterans they brought in after he didn't play in 2020, right? So the moves they have made at that position specifically have been totally lackluster, and that is a total reason to be upset with the Packers because this is a team, objectively, that ha- should have more than two Super Bowl wins and more than three Super Bowl appearances in the last three decades, and they don't. And I, I understand, and Brad, you can allude to this way better than I can, it is so incredibly tough to win a Super Bowl. It is so incredibly tough to remain relevant as one of the best teams in the, in the NFL for three decades. I mean, it, it just hasn't been done, right? The, the Patriots, the Packers... The 49ers, that's your list. Those are the three teams that have consistently been relevant for the last three decades, and the Patriots really more so like the last two decades. So uh, the Packers know how to build a winning team, but it's because they've been so good at quarterback. And now that's the big question mark moving forward into 2023. That's exactly right. I mean, if you do look at top quarterback rankings all time, Rodgers and Favre are up there. The reason they're not ranked higher on the list is because they don't have the quarterback wins, or the Super Bowl wins. If they were able to win one more each, I think they'd be firmly in each in the top six. I mean, they'd be right there with, maybe not the top three, but they'd be firmly up there. So if you if you take both of them and shove them together over a 30-year time frame, there should be more than two Super Bowl wins. I agree with that. On the, on the same token, it's really hard to win Super Bowls. It really is. And that's what makes this game so great, is that it's so hard, and each Super Bowl win is just so glorious then, because it's so hard, everything has to align, and you know, just snap your fingers and do it. It's just painful how how close they, they've been close but they also haven't been close it's not like Rodgers has went to four Super Bowls and only won one so there, I mean some some blame falls on them to being like Rodgers and the Packers in general of saying man gosh we were close we weren't really that close actually when you think about it NFC championship games five of them for sure going one and four in but NFC championship games are not Super Bowls they're not and I think that's also equally discouraging is that it's not just Super Bowl wins, it's Super Bowl appearances. Yeah. There's only three over 30 years. There should be at least more Super Bowl appearances. At least John Elway was, went to five, right? Right. So they, they should have went to more. I'm with you on that, but Brad, uh, for those of you that don't know Brad's playing background, right? he spent four years in Carolina, he went to the Super Bowl 50, that, that year that Carolina went 15-1, and Cam Newton won the MVP, and Denver beat him in the Super Bowl. Uh, a couple of years later, Brad was playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, spent two years in Jacksonville, he played in an AFC Championship game against the New England Patriots, uh, that the Patriots squeaked out a win by four points. He punted six times in that game, by the way, four of them were inside the 20. Nice job. How about that? Way to go. You're a stud. That was your, last, on, that was your last NFL game. That's right. I and did my part. You had four. You had four punts in the in the twenty yard line. 
That's right. Dog. You got screwed. Yeah. Well, thank you. The I NFL told that. you to buzz off, and that's not fair. Just like Aaron Rodgers told Adam Schefter to buzz <laughs> off. What's your favorite way to tell somebody to buzz off? I want to hear your, your takes on that. 844-770-3776. Your way into the show. We'll wrap it up right after this. It's the Great Dane Huddle right here on ESPN Madison. Reaction to the football weekend continues next. This is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. I don't. Uh, I don't have any have any malice towards any of those people. Um, I, our fans are so passionate in Green Bay. I mean, yeah. And they time. show up and there's a 50 year waiting list for tickets, and uh, they pack that place every single year, and they live and die with the Packers. And it's just there's nothing like it across the league. And and I'm just really really thankful. I got to be the starting quarterback of the Packers for 15 years. Time for Aaron Rodgers to fly as he says he intends to play for the New York Jets this upcoming season. We're wrapping up the Great Dane Huddle, waking up with you this morning. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your drive to work. I'm Alex Strofe with you from the ESPN Madison studio alongside NFL and Badger legend, the brilliant mind of Brad Nortman. Hunter Vaughn, Matty Hayes helping us out run the show this morning, live on Twitter at ESPN Madison, and of course live right here on 100.5 ESPN. Um hilarious exchange between Aaron Rodgers and Adam Schefter. Um, As Schefter texts Rodgers earlier in the week or last week about some of these reports, and Rodgers responds, and I quote, lose my number, nice try though. So we're asking you, what's your favorite way to tell somebody to buzz off? Um, Luke and Madison, (laughs) can I read that? Did you read this, Hunter? Am I allowed to read that on the air? (laughs) Yeah, that one's the right. second one, right? Yeah, take, yeah that one's good. T- take a long walk off the short pier and <laughs> hug an octopus. It's <laughs> a hell of a way to tell somebody to buzz off. Also asking you the question, do you trust the Packers front office? Tons of responses pouring in on Facebook, uh, on our page, ESPN Madison, you can look up. Uh, 14 people simply wrote some rendition of the word no. So, yeah, I, I guess I get that, right? I mean, both the combination of A, not going all the way in, when he had Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in such a high-powered offense, and B, the Aaron Rodgers outing here, um, you know, it seems like a majority of Packers fans are okay with Rodgers going elsewhere. I fall in the minority by saying I, I think he gives you the best chance to win. Might as well bring him back for one year. But but it sounds like Rodgers wasn't really intending on ever returning to the Packers. It was retirement or elsewhere, and now it sounds like it will be in New York. So. It is what it is. It's a sad day yesterday. Yesterday was a day of gratitude for Aaron Rodgers. Today is a day of looking forward. And Brad Nortman said his word of choice today was optimistic. I am optimistic. I, I, they have their work cut out for them. There's no doubt about that. They're going to have to recreate this roster to support Jordan. The coaching staff is going to have to work around him to put him in positions to succeed. And it won't be easy. A, a great quarterback can mask many blemishes for a long period of time. And... Rodgers was actually okay bringing those blemishes up to the public, uh, which I'm sure the Packers front office was not pleased with, but they're going to have a hard time and they're going to have their work cut out for them to really create a championship-level team that they can build around Jordan Love. The big question is, is Jordan Love going to be elite, great, good, or bad? That's that's one big discovery. And then also, Ooh. how can we build a team around him to allow him to be his best? And what kind of quarterback is he? We still don't even know. I mean, is 
what does he prefer to do? Does he like long ball? Does he like short? Does he prefer to be mobile? Does he like to be in the pocket? There's a lot of uncertainties. That creates, for me, optimism. And I think the Packers have done a good job generally speaking. Now, they've had some major whiffs, but they hit a lot of really good singles. They hit a lot of really good base hits that can put together a really competitive team. So I think that uh, I, I do have reason for optimi- optimism, and I'm excited to see how it takes shape. I, I, we all need a little dosage of Brad Nortman to start our day here on Thursday after what we went through yesterday, right? The the finalization, essentially, of the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay. Rodgers says he intends to play for the New York Jets coming up in 2023 as, as he moves on from the Green Bay Packers and Packers move on from Rodgers to Jordan Love. Will he be, what'd you say, elite, great, good, or bad? Yep. As long as he's good, I'm all right. Mm-hmm. If he's bad in 2020, and look, I don't have super high expectations, right? Rodgers went 6-10 and in his first year as a starter, and he had a better team around him, objectively, than, than Love will likely have around him here in 2023, but he needs to be at least good in order for me to feel comfortable. Hey, real quick, got to tell you about my friends at Condon Jewelers, Diamond Jim, the owner of the store, always in the store, ready to help you over on the east side of Madison. Whether you're looking to take that next step in your relationship, whether you're looking to treat yourself, whatever you need, Diamond Jim has you covered over at Condon Jewelers. They are the jeweler on the east side and the jeweler on your side also online at condon jeweler that's singular condon jeweler.com got about a minute left here on the great day in huddle as we're hanging out with you this morning reacting to aaron Rodgers. uh I, i'm fascinated and this hasn't been a big topic of conversation just because everything else aaron Rodgers said with pat mcafee yesterday but the adam schefter exchange <laughs> telling him uh to lose his number so i'm asking just simply what's your favorite way to tell somebody to buzz off chris from manitowash water says from grumpy old men why don't you pull your lip over your head and swallow? <laughs> what? i got to be honest, I've never heard that. That's brand new to me. I like that, though. I might steal that, You've Chris. never seen Grumpy Old Men. Uh, now I haven't. You need to watch That's it. That's a movie? Yes. Oh, I thought, I thought Chris was describing himself as a grumpy old man. He might be, but no, it's a movie. Uh, okay. Well, I'll look into that. Uh, I'll add it to the really long list of movies I've never seen. Uh, big thanks to Hunter Vaughn and Matty Hayes for helping us out this morning, run the show uh, across ESPN Madison. Big thanks to, for you guys helping out this morning. Big thanks to all of you for waking up with us. Brad Nortman, good to see you, my friend. Uh, thanks you. for the optimism. It was needed. Yeah, I'll, I'll never tell you to lose my number, Alex. How about that? Uh, you might regret saying okay. that loud. I'll be honest with you. Will the Towers coming up next with you until 1 o'clock today, a 1-4 to 4 version of Rutledge and Hamilton. Scalzo and Brust with you until from 4 to 7. Tonight, this has been the Great Dane Huddle.